Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. 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 Give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For he is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Uh, today's word is going to be in Luke chapter 11 is where we're starting. And let's bow our heads very quickly. Lord, thank you for this word today. Thank you for being with us, watching over us and keeping us. And Father, we ask, Father, that you be in this word with mm -hmm. us as we read. Yes, Almighty God, that you would enlighten us today with something new, something that many of us uh, don't realize or haven't utilized in our lives. And we need to know. We need to be able to put things together right now that aren't quite right. Father, we pray that this word would help us to get through the things that we are going through, to lift our spirits and to teach us and guide us. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everyone. Let's get started. <clears throat> On the day Jesus was praying in a certain place, this is chapter 11, everyone, Luke 11. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, how be your name, your kingdom come, Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. But then he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and he does to him as midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, don't bother me, the door is already locked and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Now, let's go back over that again. Okay, he says, suppose one of you has a friend and he goes to him at midnight and says, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. Because a friend of mine's on a journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Now put yourself in this man's place. Okay? There's your neighbor coming to you. He wants to give something to someone he knows that's on a journey that has come to him and needs food. Now you're tucked away in your house. It's midnight. Okay? Then the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked 
and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. <laughs> now, most of us would probably do the same thing. You would probably wouldn't even answer him, <laughs> right? I tell you, though, he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend. Yet, because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Because he was bold enough to come to the door at that hour and keep banging on the door. Please help me. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. In other words, don't stop knocking until you get it. Knock. And the door will be open to you for everyone who everyone who receives, he who seeks finds, and him who knocks, the door will be open. <laughs> After you bang on that door long enough, the man's going to come to the door. And they're going to be really pissed off. But, you know, if they're a friend, they'll be pissed off, but they will help you. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, you will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for eggs, will you give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Mm. Absolutely. He will give it to you. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. And when the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, By Belzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. And others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. So Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided amongst himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Belzebub. Now, if I drive out demons by Belzebub, by whom do you follow? Drive by whom do your followers drive them out? So then they will be your judges. <laughs> But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoils. Does he not? Of course he does. 
We see this all the time in war. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an evil spirit comes out of man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and did not find it. Mm. And then it says, I will return to the house I left. And when it arrives, it finds the house swept and clean and put in order. And then it goes and takes seven out of uh, seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. So when you get cleaned out, don't keep returning back to what you left because you're only inviting seven more spirits in. That's worse than the spirit you had in the beginning. Okay, that's why when people keep going back to be uh, healed, they go into these services and the uh, ministers trying to uh, drive out demons. And sometimes you, it's taking so long that person is laid down on the floor hours. And then sometimes they'll tell them, take them back to the other room, take them into another room, and they have people working on them in the other room. And way after the service is over, these people are still back in that room because they're working out demons that were put back in seven times stronger than the ones that was in there the first time. And if it's two or three times, it could take a while. Okay. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. As the crowd increased, Jesus said, This is wicked generation. It asks for a miracle sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was assigned to Nevite, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now one and and now one greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nivea will stand up at the judgment with their generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And now one greater than Jonah is here. So they recognized him. Okay. Uh, no one <clears throat> lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, he puts it on its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye, your eye is the lamp of your body. And when your eyes are good, 
Your whole body also is full of light. But when they are bad, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be completely lightened as when the light of the lamp shines on you. How do you do that? Staying in the spirit, praying and reading your word, preaching and healing. <clears throat> he has given you all these tools, use them. When Jesus, and not to mention follow the commandments. When Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went in and reclined at the table. But the Pharisees noticed that Jesus did not first wash before the meal were surprised. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? <clears throat> but give what is inside the dish to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. <laughs> oh, yes. <clears throat> then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Like many people seem to believe today, money, 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 money. Okay? It's not about money. The kingdom of God has nothing to do with money and possessions. How much you got? How many houses I got? How many cars I got? I got pull. I got plenty. So what? You think God cares about that? God is everywhere. He doesn't need any of that stuff. And when you leave this world and go into the other world, you don't need it either. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let's see. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barn and build bigger one. And there I will store all my grain and my good. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy and eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? And this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich towards God. 
So all that stuff that you think you got, those possessions, the car, the house, the boat, the plane, the extra money that you think you got, you, you can't take it with you. It means nothing in heaven. They don't use that there. God cares nothing about that. So, think about it, people. Everybody here is running around think, worrying about money. And God is telling you that is not what's important. What is important is the kingdom and the things pertaining to the kingdom. Okay, everyone, I'm going to pause and I'll be back with you in a few seconds. Okay, everyone, thank you for holding. Uh, we are now on uh, <clears throat> back to um, chapter 12, uh, 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, <clears throat> what you will eat or what about your body or what you will wear? Okay, we got people with this problem today. You know, we worry all the time. And the Lord says, worry is not a part of him. Stop worrying. Stop worrying about your food. Stop worrying about your body. Stop worrying about your clothes. Why? What are you supposed to do? When things are going on with you, your body, your, with your health, with your food, um, <clears throat> where are you supposed to do? You're supposed to take it to him. Remember, he's our provider. He's our healer. He's our rectifier. He's everything. He's everything. If you truly acknowledge and believe in him, then, hey, go to him. Pray to him. Speak to him. Have conversations with him about this. Okay? All right. What you will wear. Life is no more than food and the body and more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. And they have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. And how much more viable you are than the birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his, a single hour to his viable, I'm sorry, a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, and he says it's little. <laughs> Why do you worry about the rest? See? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Hmm. If that is how God clothes the grass of the fields, 
which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire. How much more will he clothe you? Oh, you, a oh, you of little faith, <clears throat> and do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it, for the pagan world runs after all such things. The pagan world, hello, everyone. The pagan world runs after such things, and your father knows that you need them. Okay, so why not go to him and just present your case? But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. <clears throat> seek the kingdom of God first, and all things shall come unto you. Right? Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Seek your possessions and give to the poor. Sell your possessions. I'm sorry. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exalted. Where no thief comes near and no moth does. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Okay? Be, be dressed and ready for service and keep your lamps burning. Like men waiting for their master to return for a wedding banquet. So that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. It will be good to those servants whose master finds them ready. Even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house be broken into. Now, would he? <laughs> you knew a thief was coming. Would you let him in? Of course not. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at any hour when you do not expect him. Peter asks, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everyone? And the Lord answered, Who then is the faithful and wise messenger? whom the master put in charge of his servants to give them their food allowance at the proper time. It will be good for the servant whom the master finds doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Hmm. But suppose the servant says to himself, my master is taking a long time in coming 
And he then begins to beat the servants and the maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of the servant will come on, come on a day when he does not expect him and an hour he is not aware of. And he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. That servant who knows his master, who knows his master's will and does not get ready or does not do what his master wants will be beaten with many blows. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. For everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Amen. So the more you take on to the kingdom, more is expected. And that's not to say, oh, well, then I won't take on none, because that comes under another heading, which puts you into a sin state. I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but division from now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three, and they will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Okay, you see divisions in our families today. Family members not getting along with one another, holding grudges, disliking what one did, holding it over them, you know. And the Lord warns about these divisions. Here it is here, okay? And he's telling you, these things are coming. Jesus warns about the future crisis. He says to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it's going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot, and it is. Hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right as you are going with your adversary to the magistrate? Try hard to be reconciled to him on the way or he may drag you off to the judge and the judge turn you over to the officer and the officer throw you 
into prison. I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. So if you have a beef, a threat, a bill, you have something going on between you and another person that could cost you time in prison, he's telling you, you need to straighten it out before you end up there. Well, once you're there, you will not get out until you're paid the last penny. Okay. All right, we're going to stop here. Um, and we'll pick up again tomorrow uh, with a new reading from Luke 13. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word that came forth today. And we ask, Father, that we learn from these things that we have read today, and we take them and we use them in our daily lives and our daily walk. Father, thank you, Almighty God, for being so gracious and merciful, for leaving this guide for us to go by, and to being so loving and kind watching over us and protecting us and looking after us each and every day. Thank you, Almighty God, for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. Amen. This is Minister Macmillan saying have a blessed evening and good night. Mm -hmm.